Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This is the best of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. The feeling I would imagine that Blake Griffin has today or last night, I'm not sure when he's officially going to touch down in Detroit, but you know that feeling that you have when you are in a cold weather venue and you leave to go on vacation to somewhere really warm. And when you step off the plane for the first time on one of those trips where you get to go somewhere warm and you're somewhere cold, you just kind of inhale and you think, man, this is going to be an awesome vacation. This is going to be an awesome trip. My wife's family is all from Michigan. So I know that feeling when you're in a cold weather climate and suddenly you get on a plane and you get off and it's warm. It's such an amazing feeling. Yesterday in L.A., Crazy. The first thing I did when I heard about this trade was I pulled out my iPhone and I said, my God, what is the weather right now in L.A.? Right now as I talk to you at this exact moment, and I know there's microclimates in L.A., but it's around 60 degrees. It is going to warm up in L.A. today to 83 degrees. 83 degrees it's going to be in L.A. So if you're in L.A. right now, you're thinking, hey, you know what? That doesn't sound too bad. 83 degrees, middle of January, a lot of uh, end of January, Super Bowl week. A lot of people out there right now hearing that across the country, they're like, I hate L.A. And I don't love L.A. I hate L.A. So you get into Detroit. You leave L.A., it's going to be 80 degrees. Right now in Detroit, it's 13 degrees. The high is going to be 24 degrees. This is one of the worst trips weather-wise, one of the worst trades in the history of all sports to go L.A. in late January to Detroit. Now, I'm not one of these people out there that hates Detroit. My wife is from outside of Detroit. She's from Oakland County. It's beautiful. It's really nice. I've talked about how much I love Detroit. Important part, and Michigan in general, the state of Michigan, in the summer. I think the Upper Peninsula, Mackinac Island, Traverse City, all that area, 
is beautiful. It's one of the great hidden jewels of all of America. I love the lakes. I like the boating culture, everything else. Guess what? That's all summer stuff. For Blake Griffin, there has to be a moment where he steps off that plane, feels that frigid air, and just says, F. Just simply F. I am in Detroit now for the next several years. And here's the other thing. I feel like both of these teams are just embracing what is the deep downside of NBA life. Everybody comes out and they're like, oh my God, Blake Griffin's traded to Detroit. Guess what? Detroit ain't going to be good, and guess who also is not going to be any good? The Clippers. They're both going to stay mediocre to bad. Now, at least I I just don't get it. The Clippers seem to be clearing all the space. Maybe they're going to make a crazy run at LeBron James and trying to sign one more person. Maybe that's what the Clippers are holding out hope for, that LeBron wants to go to L.A. and what, not win a title? I, I I don't get this in general. I don't think that's very likely the more I think about it. Uh, and I also don't understand what this does for Detroit. All right, Detroit right now is in the nine spot in the NBA's uh, Eastern Conference. Let's say that they find a way to get into the playoffs. By the way, that's no guarantee because with nearly 50 games played in the season, they're two and a half games behind the uh, Philadelphia. So in order to get in, they have to make a run. They, and Indiana's playing pretty well. Washington, I mean, there are a lot of teams that are better than them that I think they're going to have trouble getting past. So I don't know that they have much of a better chance than to get into the playoffs and do what the Clippers have always done, lose in the first round. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. By the way, we didn't talk about this much yesterday, uh, but Ronda Rousey officially to the WWE. You wrote about it at Outkick. How big of a deal is this for the WWE? It's absolutely huge because she's, look, she's not going to be full-time. She's not going to be doing house shows in Sheboygan, Wisconsin and things like that. And you can't, you can't destroy her star by putting her out there. But all of a sudden she says this is going to be the number one priority in her life. And the thing about it is she's very well liked within WWE amongst the other female superstars because they know without her they wouldn't have gotten half of what they've gotten over the last two or three years. The women were a sideshow for such a long time. They were treated as just another attraction but nothing major. They've now main evented television. They've main evented pay-per-views. They've main evented on the WWE Network. They get their own Royal Rumble. All of this is because Ronda Rousey proved that a woman in a combat sport could draw the kind of money Ronda Rousey did. And now it's the perfect time for Ronda because, look, she still can't talk about Holly Holm beating her. Like, she still, it's a problem for her. She never thought that that was going to happen. It broke her in half, basically, and then losing a second time just made it that much worse. So now she goes to a sport where, unless they script it, she's never going to lose. <laughs> right. They can completely craft her image perfectly to where she doesn't have to worry about that at all. She's a lifelong WWE fan, a lifelong wrestling fan. She held her bachelorette party at the WWE Performance Center. She cares about this. She's been training down there for a while. She wants to be good at this, and if she shows up ready and translates into the ring effectively, it's enormous. And what we're looking at right now is she'll debut at WrestleMania, in a mixed tag match against Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. That's the COO of WWE and the son of its owner, obviously, and another high-ranking executive of the daughter and son-in-law. But if she tags up with Dwayne Johnson, and we don't know whether or not he's going to be able to do that, he hasn't been able to do any major matches because of insurance deals with all the movies that he's doing. If he's able to come in, you take the number one box office attraction in film right now, 
and you add that to Ronda Rousey's star power, I think it might be the biggest money match in the history of American pro wrestling at WrestleMania, and it will be her first match, and they've got about two months that they can now set this up. So I think it's huge. What is intriguing to me is there have been three UFC stars that have led to a million buys on pay-per-view. Right. Brock Lesnar, who moved to WWE. Yes. Ronda Rousey, who's now going to WWE, and a guy that I think will one day be in WWE, Conor McGregor. Right. Vince McMahon knows how to go get draws, and I think it's interesting that he's used now two of the three biggest draws in the history of the UFC to further burnish the brand of the WWE. I think it's a smart move. I think it's a brilliant move. It's why I wouldn't sell short on Vince McMahon when you think about him in the XFL. I wrote about it. I think if he plays the XFL right, the timing in 2020 could be outstanding. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Tom Brady basically commanded and took over the, uh, the media event with his reaction to what was said about his kid on a station where he visits every single week. Let's play that audio of what was said about his kid one more time if we've got that. This is from WEEI uh, earlier in the week, um, I think last week actually, somebody reacting to Tom Brady's new Facebook show. This was one of their on-air talents, and he had this to say, which upset Tom Brady. Fun at night, Reamer Long, Sports Radio WEEI. I've talked for over two hours about this Tom versus time thing. I loved episode one. I see no issue with the timing of it, and I'm looking forward to episode two. It was Patriots porn. Yeah. I did not use that phrase. I know. You did. I was hoping you would, though. So you could mock me for it? Yeah, Yeah. sorry, I didn't do it. Uh, What'd you think? It was fine. Jesus. (laughs) It was okay. Uh, Just fine? Come on. All right, I thought the first scene was so staged, where Brady's, like, in the kitchen, his kids being an annoying little pissant. So Brady was upset about that. He said he wasn't sure if he was going to go back on the station anymore, like all of the fallout that has come from this event. And so to me, this was an overreaction by Tom Brady. And I say that as a parent. I've got now my son turned 10 over the weekend. Happy birthday to my oldest. Uh, My middle kid is a seven-year-old, and I've got a three-year-old. So I've got three boys. So I feel like my kids are roughly similar in age to Tom Brady. Now, I said this yesterday, my only rule when it comes to really kind of social media interaction in general is if you go after my wife or you go after my kids, I tend to block you. Now, every now and then I'll put out a picture like here's the family, like here we went on vacation, like I I share my life on my social media accounts. And so if you decide that you need to go after a kid and make comments and and attack them or whatever else, I'm like, "I, I don't know why I would allow you to follow me in any way. But when you make the decision like Tom Brady did to go on Facebook with your own show, it's effectively a reality show. And Brady has been intensely private for most of his career. The last couple of years, maybe as his career is coming to a close, it's like he's decided to suddenly kind of lift the veil on his family life and give you a better sense of what his day-to-day existence is like. And so to me... This was Brady not being comfortable with some of the consequences that could follow with doing a show like this. Um, and, and I don't think there's a lot of complexity associated with it. I don't think this comment was necessarily mean-spirited. To me, this is like calling a kid a brat. And I always say, 
uh, I call my kids brats when they act like brats. I say, like, you're acting like a brat right now. Do you need to take a nap? Number one threat from dad to the three-year-old, and even now the seven-year-old, is nap. There's nothing that my kids hate worse than a nap. So if they are behaving in an improper fashion or they're not listening very well or they're talking back to mom or dad or anybody else, I say, hey, you're behaving like a brat. If this guy had said Brady's kid was behaving like a brat, is that going to merit a reaction? I think Tom Brady overreacted to this. To his credit, I think he walked it back a little bit at the uh, media event last night, made it clear he doesn't want this guy to get his job, lose his job. Am I crazy for this, or do other parents agree with me? I'm curious. You can weigh in, 877-996-6369. Maybe, possibly, you were talking about this, Jason Martin, Giselle is involved here. I think this is more about Brady just trying to establish what boundaries are, but once you decide to do a reality show, all bets are off. I mean, I don't know how many kids there are in this Duggar family, but uh, people go after the little tykes, you know, who are playing football with the – Kids who are in the uh, like the beauty pageant show, like Pageant Moms toddlers or whatever that tiaras. toddlers and tiaras. The also the, there was the Honey Boo Boo kid. Yep. Like everybody reacted to that. When you bring in cameras and allow them to show in some way your family life, I think you are opening up response to your family. And look, I don't think that was a particularly mean spirited phrase. To me, pissant is like a little bit like calling somebody a brat. I mean, I understand it's a phrase that's not used that that commonly. I don't think the guy was trying to be malicious. He's now been suspended for the entirety of the week, Super Bowl week, which is obviously a big deal uh, for somebody who's in the radio business. To Brady's credit, he said he didn't want him to get fired or lose his job. But if I'm Brady, I just ignore that. I, I don't. The only reason any of us ever heard that clip or ever heard his kid insulted in any way, to the extent that it wasn't an insult, is because Brady made it an issue. Otherwise, we never talk about it on this show. Nobody knows about it. To me, this is a miscalculation by Brady and doesn't make a lot of sense to turn this into the story that he did. Oh, yeah. I mean, he made this a story. I don't even think people in Boston that would have heard it would have even thought twice about it. I mean, if you listen to Sports Talk, that's the other thing about this. I do think this is more Giselle than it is Tom Brady. But what is sports radio? Sports radio is histrionics and hot takes and over the top and being controversial and all of these things. And the problem for Tom Brady is once you sign up to do a reality show, as you just said, there is no difference at that point between your family and the Lannisters or Jon Snow or Rick Grimes on The Walking Dead or any other television character because all of a sudden you're looking at them through that prism. Now that is their life, but you've decided to share your life. The Kardashians got murdered every two seconds for everything that happened on that show. Todd Chrisley gets destroyed on USA Network constantly for everything that he does. That's part of the deal. If you don't want people in your private life, keep your life private. It's Once always- it becomes public, it's out of your hands at that point, and you have to expect that if people have a window into your Truman Show, they're going to have comments about your Truman Show. This is what's always funny. My wife loves the Real Housewives shows, and she particularly loves the Real Housewives of Orange County and Beverly Hills and the ones that are set in California more so than the others. In fact when we were doing television regularly and she would come out to L.A., what she wanted to do was go around to, like, the Real Housewives restaurants, to the Real Housewives places out there in that area. Um, and I always think it's funny when the people who elect to go on Real Housewives complain about paparazzi. Or even when Sarah Palin had her reality show and she's on camera talking to a reality show complaining about the cameras that are following her around. Do you have no sense of 
real life or irony when you give your family's life over to a reality show and then complain that too many cameras are following you around. So Brady has maintained a certain zone of privacy in his life. More power to him. I certainly understand why he would want to do that. He seems to have been lifting that veil of late, and I think he just overreacted here. Maybe because he was already sensitive to the idea that he was bringing his family into the equation. I think there's probably an element associated with that into his reaction. I think you could be right. It could be Giselle. It could have been a debate that they had. It could have been a debate where Tom Brady, you know this, if you are a married man out there, whether you're Tom Brady or you're uh, you're me or anybody else out there listening, remember when Brady had to disavow his vote for Donald Trump and Giselle made a real point of like tweeting negative things about Donald Trump on the Patriots Day. We're not getting getting political and all of that stuff. She actually went after Trump. But I think a lot of that is Brady is just a regular dad in some sense. And I bet they had discussions about whether this Facebook reality show was the right move because Giselle maybe had said, this is going to put our kids in the crossfire and people are going to say things about us uh, that could be significant in some way. And Brady's like, no, nobody's going to talk about the kids. They know better. And then this seems like to me, Giselle being like, oh, they're not going to talk about our kids. This radio station that you went on, Tom, just called one of our kids an annoying little pissant. What are you going to do about this? This is what I was afraid of. And then Brady is trying to set a line of demarcation and he goes on. That's what this kind of seems like on some level to me. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.